Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, shelf addicts? Welcome back to the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Today on Book Chat, we are covering the dark fantasy romance, The Never King, written by Nikki St. Crow. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I am your host Tamara and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, we're going to feed your shelf addiction with fun book conversations, bookish topics, and more. It's like listening in on your favorite book club. Participate in this discussion by joining the Facebook group Shelf Addiction Official or over on the book club app. I hope to hear your thoughts on today's show. You can also find me and Casey on Twitter and Instagram. The links for everything I've mentioned are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support the podcast by sharing it with some book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. And don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe before you leave. That will really help me out and I appreciate you for doing it. The uncut video version of this podcast is available right now over on Patreon. Join us there for exclusive videos, including after shows and more. So if you're interested in that at all, you'll need to come over onto Patreon and sign up. As always with Book Chats, we talk spoilers here, so you've been warned. Without further ado, let's begin. Joining me is feature co-host Casey from Heartful of Ink. Welcome back, Casey. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here today. Yes, I'm <laughs> glad you're here because today we are doing our very first Book Talk Made Us Read It of the Year. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we are back again with uh, what book talkers like. And today we are doing a romantic spin on things. Because it's February, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fun stuff. So we are reviewing the Never Queen, the Never Queen, the Never <laughs> King, written by Nikki St. Crow. It was published February twentieth, twenty twenty two, by Blackwell House LLC. The Kindle version is one hundred and ninety two pages. The audiobook is four hours and thirty five minutes, and it was narrated by a lot of audiobook <laughs> narrators, including Stella Hunter, Shane East. Deontay Black, Curtis Michael Holland, and Roxy Isles. Casey, would you please read the synopsis? The stories were all wrong. Hook was never the villain. For two centuries, all of the darling women have disappeared on their 18th birthday. Sometimes they're gone for only a day, some a week or a month, but they always return broken. Now, on the afternoon of my 18th birthday, my mother is running around the house making sure all the windows are barred and the doors are locked. But it's pointless, because when night falls, he comes for me. And this time, the Never King and the Lost Boys aren't willing to let me go. Note, 
The Never King is a reimagining of Peter and Wendy. Characters have been aged up for this darker, grittier version. If you like your enemies to lovers romance with hot, ruthless, morally gray love interests, you'll enjoy The Never King and The Lost Boys. You can expect hate kissing, fighting, bickering, and touch her and I'll unalive you vibes. Book (laughs) one ends on a cliff. Which it does. Which it does. Okay. So let's show the cover art for those of you who aren't on Patreon. You can't see it, but you can pull it up. This cover art, I'm like, yes. <laughs> what is this? I want to know. It's dark and vicious and creepy. It's like a skull, like mm-hmm. a skull face with red eyes. And mm-hmm. yeah, it gives me the vibes. I'm like, okay, let's see what darkness this brings. <laughs> <laughs> How dark is it really? All right, let's. What'd you think when you first closed the book, the final it was good. chapter? Yeah. It was a little easy to guess what was happening, but like it was short and sweet. And like, I f- you couldn't hide it in the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was good. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, that was good. And um, I want to read the next one. I want to know, spoiler alert, obviously, um, but I want to know what the, the two shadows were, his and someone else's. It's the death shadow. It was two shadows that came out of the box. They were expecting one. Yeah. The, right. the So every island has two shadows. The the life shadow that gives to the king and then the death shadow that Vane has from his island. And so they mentioned it early on that, you know. But Vane has his. Yeah, but that's from a different island. So the death shadow for Neverland is missing. And it's been missing this whole time, too. And nobody really cared about it because they don't care about the death shadow because they only cared about, you know, the king's shadows missing. So let's focus on that. See, that's but the not death what I read. Gone. I read that the king's shadow is the death shadow. Like, they did not want him to get it because it made him an awful leader. Well, yeah, he was a terrible leader, but he had, like... The life shadow. That was no, I didn't get that at all. No, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna search. No, nope, yeah, I didn't no, get that search at it up because I, I thought he nope. had the life, the king. Because nope. he's, he has the title of the king. He does. And when they saw those people, they called Vane the Dark One because if you have the Death Shadow, you get called the Dark One. But if you're the king, you get or you have the Life Shadow, you get called the King. Okay, I'm searching the word life, and I don't see it attached to shadow anywhere. Life, Maybe it was life. like king shadow. I'm on page 123. I've found that on every island in the chain, the one that's claimed the death shadow is always called the dark one. Yep. And on almost all the islands is the ones with the life shadow that has the title of king. Yep. Almost. Yeah, no, that's the same page. Um, okay. So you're she, saying, but why did it seem like a cliffhanger that two shadows came out the box? What was the cliffhanger then, if it wasn't the shadows? That's what I'm saying, is that it's the death shadow and the king shadow for the island. Mm. Like, it, it's both, the life and the death, because the death one has been missing for so long, and everybody's like, yeah, it's whatever. We just want the king shadow. So Pan can be, or Peter can be king again. Even though he was a terrible king, we still, like, he's connected to the island. Okay. All right. I want a third opinion. Somebody, (laughs) anybody that has read this book, because I don't agree. I don't agree. (laughs) Okay, so who do you think the two shadows are? Or what do you think the two shadows are? 
I feel like one it belongs to him and mm-hmm. one belongs to somebody else or came from somewhere else. So like a totally different island shadow. Yeah. I think it's because they we know that the Lost Boys came from all different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, his little clique of immortal Lost Boys came from all different pl- islands and places. Mm-hmm. So I feel like his shadow is the dark shadow and there's a second shadow. That's what I think. I feel like his is the dark shadow. Um, just because of what they said about him being awful before. Because he had the dark shadow before. Because he but was then awful. how did he claim the title of king and not dark one? Well, they just said most times, not all times. <laughs> <laughs> if she said only, then fine. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think he has the king life shadow, but he's just a fucking so asshole. Have, how, does and one person, how does one person have two shadows then? Well, he didn't have two shadows. They were but just shoving- shadow. Okay, so let's assume <laughs> you're right. Let's assume his is the king shadow. Then who belongs to the second shadow? Well, that was the thing. Like whoever had the dark shadow for Neverland had it taken away. Like it's been missing. So, two hundred years ago, somebody took the shadow from somebody else. Tink took okay. it from. <laughs> you know what? This will become abundantly clear in the second book. Yes. We'll know what's what <laughs> in the second book because I will read it and I will tell you, Casey, yes. if you are right. I will tell you if you are right, but I will tell you if you are wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know, because I feel like that's not what I read. I feel like the dark shadow is his, not the other one. The quote unquote. one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be really interesting if he was the dark one and had the title of king because... I mean, it fits with his personality. Yeah. So, like, so, all right. So, the series name is Vicious Lost Boys. Hmm. The next series, the dark one. Mm -hmm. Next in series, the dark one. Vicious Lost Boys, book two. Are you going to read the blurb? (laughs) I'm not. I'm not, because I don't want to spoil anything, because we're only talking about book one. So, anyway... (laughs) Um, and see, and this is why I like it already, because it's got so many things going on. And I think that's what I like about, quote unquote, like I was telling you on text that Mm -hmm. I like fantasy with my erotica. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think sex and erotica is great in books, but I think it's an icing. I'm the kind of person where I want a whole cake full of plot Mm -hmm. and other things. And I'll take the icing too. Mm-hmm. I'm not the person that just wants a bucket of icing <laughs> and and like a little sliver of cake sprinkled on top for mm-hmm. decoration. I don't like it that way. So this way appealed to me more because it was more than just about the, the sex. sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to me, I thought the sex was kind of hot, but it wasn't like over the top ridiculous either. <laughs> it wasn't like so far left. You're like, what the fuck is this like okay let me just put this out there because we started another book y'all we started Mm -hmm. another book first i'm not gonna name it because i'm about to trash it (laughs) i read it was three short stories and actually if you look at my blog not my blog my um goodreads reading vlog you'll know what book it is (laughs) um Anyway, <laughs> I after reading the first story, I didn't really... I was like, eh, eh. 
I didn't like, I don't like, that whole story was absurd to me. And there was nothing that I liked about it, really. It was fine. It was fine. To be fair, just to be fair to the author, this was a short story spinoff of a trilogy. So if you had read the trilogy, you knew this character from that background. And I feel like if you knew that background, you might appreciate it more. But it's fair, like going into it cold turkey, not knowing who any of these people are or what any of this is. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And it's not as impactful as if like you spent three books learning about the secondary character and wanting to know more about her. And then you get her story. Like, Mm. okay, so probably that wasn't a good choice based on that. Yeah. Um, and that's fair. I was like, like meh. <laughs> I was like, no thanks. I'm like, well, can we switch? Is it too late? I <laughs> yeah, mean, my no, God. It's fine. <laughs> and we switched, and I like this a lot more. Immediately, I liked mm-hmm. it a lot more. Well, in a few of our past couple of podcast talks with a certain series, you were getting really mad about all of the virginal characters and how, you know, they don't ever touch another man. They've never done anything. And you're like, I'm so over this trope. Mm -hmm. We open on page one with our heroine here, Winnie, just, you know, fucking a man in his truck. I know. I love it. And she's like all about her sexuality. Mm -hmm. And she's like, openly says yeah fucked a bunch of people on the team <laughs> who cares who cares <laughs> you know she, she like, thought she was gonna go mad at 18 so life yeah, doesn't so matter she's, she's just gonna she's do what she her wants to do mm-hmm. yeah she's like i'm about to go crazy as soon as i turn 18 so i might as well get it all out now <laughs> but the crazy thing is she gets kidnapped and instead of being scared She's like, oh, that guy's kind of hot. What if I do this? What if I do that? What if I, you know, lure them to my side with sex? I can use sex as a weapon, too. So, like, oh, now this makes sense. Because you're (laughs) you're trying to do something. You're just not overly horny for these guys that kidnapped you for no reason. It helps that you're horny for them. I mean, she was horny for them. (laughs) Yes, it helps that you're horny for them. But you also have a purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. But two for one, you know, <laughs> she didn't stick to that purpose, but that's okay. She didn't. She didn't. She started to get all kind of crazy with it. And yeah, she got kind of, she want her little harem of men. Mm-hmm. She does. <laughs> she wants all of them. Yeah, she does. And she's like loving the twins. She's like sleeping in between them. Like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I hope twins don't do that stuff together. No. Don't do it. No, please don't. No touching. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't do it. She's having a good time, but please don't. I'm getting a little grossed out by it, yeah. but, you know, it's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think? I know you have high standards for sex scenes and hotness and spice <laughs> level. How did you take it? It was hot. It wasn't my cup of tea just because i'm not into that style of kink but like kudos to her for going for it and enjoying it i will say i was really happy when she got mad at bane when he spit on her because like that's my that's my hard no so he did more than just spit on her yeah he told her to open her mouth she did it and then he spit and i was like oh my god i would have kicked him i would have lost it i I, 
And like, I, I really appreciated that she lost it in that moment too. Because if she was turned on, I would have just like had to put the book down and walk away uh, for a minute. So like that scene, I was like, oh, uh, I could have like thrown up a little bit if yes. I. Had. <laughs> no, oh I was God. like, that is my hard limit. I do not like. I do not want. That is a very disgusting thing. That is past my limit. I yeah, can't believe no. that happened. No. And then later in the book, you guys like he kind of like cares for her and i'm like okay this guy is crazy like oh, he is literally insane <laughs> he is insane. he don't know if he likes her or not he hates her and likes her at the mm-hmm. same time and treats her shitty and kind it's like that is mental abuse i feel oh, like absolutely that is mental abuse and he's again he has the dark shadow so he's all kinds of fucked up and I know mm-hmm. they kept saying Peter was a bad king, but I just assumed that was his personality, not the actual shadow. Although mm. Peter Pan without his shadow is fucking crazy and ripping hearts out <laughs> with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. He has no control at all. No basically. control. So I was like, is he worse now without the shadow? Or was he just this as bad before when he had the shadow? Like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I'll I feel like in, you the, know. <laughs> in the box was the king and the death shadow together. Yeah. So. Um, so another thing that I kind of found interesting was like the play on Winnie's last name, which is Darling, mm-hmm. because the men, the Lost Boys would always be like, Darling, do this, Darling, this, mm-hmm. Darling, that. But that's her last name. Yeah. But it seems like an it's endearment. A, in, Yes, an endearment at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's interesting. I mean, it was really cute and it was nice because, like, that was already part of the story. Wendy Darling and Peter Pan has been mm-hmm. around for however long it's been around. Yeah, but I don't think they were, they were just Wendy and Peter, right? Peter Pan. But her last name's is, always been Darling. No, no, I'm not okay. saying that. I'm saying, like, in the original material, no one was calling her by her last oh, name. No. They were calling they her were Wendy. calling her Wendy, yeah. Yeah, so that was, I think, unique to try to switch it that way and then to keep using the last name like that. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So out of the four Lost Boys, who was your favorite? Uh, I think it's the same one Wendy wanted in the end. The one that can cook. <laughs> Bass. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was nice and rough, but also like he cooked really well. I know. I'm like, you'll win me over with this food. Okay. <laughs> you're going to keep cooking for me. Yes. <laughs> Except you're not going to force me to like scale fish and like cut up fish. Like what was that scene? He was like really trying to make her like be grossed out or something. I don't, I know. don't know. It was gross. I was skimming it was that some part. random scene about fish. I'm like, yeah. okay, I don't understand this. <laughs> that was the only part that really like didn't fit with the story. Yeah. Like, why? Why was it here? Why did we need it? Was it just to show that them bonding or? I don't know. I feel like bonding was he listened to what she said her favorite food was. Mm-hmm. And when she woke up, he made that food. Right? That was bonding. That was bonding. Yeah. You don't need to cut up a fish to keep bonding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I like Bash better than Cass. Because, like, Cass, he was, like, he followed the rules. Mm-hmm. Don't F the darling. He's mm-hmm. like, mm, I won't do it. And Bash is like, F it. I'm going to do 
And he got caught and he was like, yay, nothing bad happened. <laughs> I might die, but I'll die happy. Exactly. I'm like, okay, I can get on board with that, you know. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, ba- uh, Bass was my favorite. He cooks. I love a man who cooks. <laughs> like, yeah. Hands down. He's it. Yeah, he wins. He wins. Yeah. I think Peter Pan is, like, not really an option. I feel like he is, like, he's the kink, right? Mm-hmm. She liked him watching and mm-hmm. kind of doing all this stuff. He was definitely the kink. I, I don't think, you know, Winnie actually likes him at all like that. <laughs> I think she kind of does, but she she wants she doesn't all want of him, them. though. Yeah. If she had to pick, though, it wouldn't be him. I don't know. She's kind of crazy. So. She definitely wants to have Vane at some point. Like, oh god, I think Vane is another kink too. Like, once she satisfies that kink, and then she figures out like what he's about. Like, mm-hmm. sure, you're a part of my harem, but you're not my number one. No way. Mm-mm. He's like fourth wife. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> You get you can have me once a month on on a Friday, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not the main wife. He's not. He's definitely not, and that's fine. Mm. He doesn't need to be. He has his own demon shadow thing to deal with. I know. I kind of feel like if I had to guess, I feel like the twin twin coupling thing would be a regular. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan sneaking in every once in a while would be her second choice. Mm-hmm. And then dealing with Vane would be like the absolute last situation. <laughs> Just because she's so wild. I don't know. That scene, that one scene, they were all like together mm-hmm. except for Vane. I'm like, oh my God, girl. I mean, okay. she liked that. She wanted all of them. She, she wanted. She does all four of them in a row that night. She did. Like, she wanted that, and I'm like, girl, good for you. I, <laughs> good for you though. I felt, you know, happy that the character was firm in what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Right, that was most important to me. Yes, it felt more that it was about what she wanted versus what these guys wanted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, she was 100 yeah. in. She was like, I want this. This is what I want. They were being rough, but she liked it. She enjoyed it. Like, as long as everybody's happily and enthusiastically consenting to everything, you do you. And that's what she was yeah. doing. So, like. That's how I felt. Yeah. yeah do you, girl. It was fine. <laughs> you do no you. Issues. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody cares. No issues. Right. All right. I think we have more to talk about, but we'll take a quick break. Check out these commercials. You know, if you don't want commercials, you need to come on over to Patreon and sign up. Mm-hmm. Until then, we will have commercials, so please <laughs> to partake and listen to them and support this podcast by doing so. And don't forget to check out the book review journal available right now on Amazon. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by the Shelf Addiction Merch Store. Check out all the bookish t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, and more. Don't miss out on these original designs. Perfect for any book nerd. Support the podcast and visit ShelfAddiction.com forward slash merch and pick up your next favorite bookish item. All right, welcome back, guys. What else should we talk about? I mean, it's a you know, it's a short story. It's a but short I feel like story. there's a couple other things probably we could talk about. Oh, let's talk about her mother. Ooh, yes. Let's talk about Winnie's mother, Mary. So poor Mary. What do Mary. you think Mary was doing to her? Torturing her? Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So it's not. I just want to blame Tilly the fairy for all of this because she made Mary go insane and then Mary came home and you know did everything she possibly could to keep her daughter from getting kidnapped by Peter Pan it was absolute torture they moved around constantly they hired witches and shaman and all kinds of people to like cut her and bleed her and paint stuff on walls and her blood spells and stuff Mm -hmm. like that was gonna work nope never works no No. but and when he forgave her mother you know she understood that that was not good what she did Mm -hmm. like i can't remember exactly what the passage said but she pretty much said that was a pain i didn't have a choice in having Mm -hmm. and no one should be forced to endure that basically Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she knew her mother was crazy because of what the fairies had done to her. Mm-hmm. So, and after kind of experiencing it herself, you can yeah. really empathize with somebody, and that's mm-hmm. part of healing trauma. Is going, I understand why you did this, but it still was torture and harmful and fucked right. me up just as bad. Yeah, I mean, she even so when Winnie had a choice to stay or go back to mm-hmm. Neverland and she chose to go. And when she chose to go, she even invited her mother. Do you want to come? Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't even ice her out. Yeah. You know, so she fully just accepted what happened and wanted to move on. Mm-hmm. But her mother chose not to go, which is understandable. She was tortured in her own mm-hmm. situation. So I got that. But I like that they ended on a note that was reasonable mm-hmm. for both of them yes yes mm-hmm. yeah so i like that situation although i just hated that the mother did all that to her daughter but i guess she thought she was doing what she had to do at the time mm-hmm. and as we learn yeah. you know tilly the fairy who's going through everybody's memories or all of the darling's memories she can torture you she can change your entire brain and personality and make you go crazy Mm -hmm. so i feel like because mary we found out later when she was 18 and there with the lost boys she said she wanted to help she said she was open she said she wouldn't fight it she said she was going to do everything she could to help them find the shadow Mm -hmm. and then she came out worse for the wear so i feel like you know tilly really fucked her up (laughs) made her go insane um yeah and then when she got home, she had to keep her baby safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because the... <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about, like, the motivation of Tilly and Tinkerbell, right? Mm-hmm. It started with Tinkerbell. Yes. 
So Tinkerbell wanted Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And Peter Pan fell in love with Wendy. Mm-hmm. So she was very, very jealous. And angry. And upset, yes. So she decided to get kind of revenge. I guess. Yeah. She masterminded and got Wendy to steal the shadow and lock it up in a box. And then she killed Wendy as soon as it was locked up. Yes. And then, and I guess because he found out that Tinkerbell did that, he went and killed Tinkerbell. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, obviously now Tilly is carrying on this vengeance. Mm-hmm. And of course, <clears throat> we learned through Winnie's memories or, you know, her locked up memories that Tinkerbell said, you'll never have your, <laughs> <laughs> you'll never have your what uh, darling, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. thus it begins. Mm-hmm. And so every darling is kidnapped and grilled. Mm-hmm. Every female darling at the age of 18. Yeah, for these memories. For these memories. Yeah. But so, what is um, Tinkerbell's daughter Tilly is yeah. making sure that Peter Pan will never find these memories, even though he trusts her because yeah, she's supposed to be helping him. Yep. And he, she is not. Her two brothers are the twins, Bass and Cass, and they killed their father for some reason that they still have not explained yet. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's kind of twisted. So those two are related to her. Mm-hmm. They, they got banished for killing their mm-hmm. father. And obviously, Tilly is still upset about them killing her father. Tilly has some plan going on. We got a little sneak peek of it from her point of view chapter. But it kind of sounds like she wants to hook up with Hook, the pirates, and get rid of Peter Pan and kind of rule herself. Mm-hmm. So... She's probably, I don't know if she's upset that her brother has killed her dad or just happy that, like, she can keep them banished for a reason so she can take charge of everything. Well, the, sha- who was, who was she dealing with? It wasn't a shadow. The what brownies? The, call- the brownies, yeah. So it sounded like the brownies were kind of, like, also pushing her toward this mm-hmm. because it seemed like with the brown, from the brownies' point of view... She wasn't always as ag- assertive and aggressive in this, you know, mm-hmm. venture as as they were, yeah. right? As he was pushing her, and then the, she also kind of indicated something like her her brothers, the twin brothers, could possibly be useful for them later. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she thinks she could get them to do something out of guilt, probably. Or, yeah, I, I bet she was probably banking on the guilt, but you know, at mm-hmm. the end fight scene with the brownies. They proved that, nope, they're loyal to Peter Pan until the day they die. They are. Yeah, because they went and had a big old fight <laughs> and killed them. And they're like, oh, let's bury these things. <laughs> let's just bury in all the of these brownies in the backyard. Don't worry, they'll disintegrate after a week. Yeah, which was another, like, I, I really liked all the little magical things. Mm-hmm. I cannot say enough. Like, I really enjoyed it. Much more than I anticipated. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this. Let's find out. But it was a it was a win, so yes. I'm glad. Yeah. Not everything on TikTok is a win, so I was very hesitant and a little worried because I was like, 
is it actually good or is it just Well, you know what made me feel a little bit better about it is when I went over to Amazon and I saw there were over 20,000 reviews and the average, you know, Mm -hmm. average rating for those was like 4.5 on Amazon. So I'm like, wow, that's good. When I went over to Goodreads, this book had 55,000 ratings. And the average was 3.77. And that's still pretty good. That's for over 50,000 ratings. That's impressive. So that made me feel instantly a lot more at ease about Mm -hmm. it. I'm like, oh, come on. I can't hate it. (laughs) Not with this many people loving it. I can't. I mean, God. (laughs) We can hate it with that many people loving it. We have we in hate the past. It. We hate it, but, but yeah, but, we've done it before. Yeah. But I was feeling a little bit more hopeful, so mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it too. It hit. It hit good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think it was appropriate for Valentine's Day? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you do you. Whatever you want to do on Valentine's Day. I know. Like, can I get a little murder and death along with my romance, please? There were hearts. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's my style. Give me a little stabby stabby and killing <laughs> and then um, some romance in there. Yeah, I'll take it. I don't know. This is a t- the contemporary romance, like, like the one that we read last year from Book Talk. The, the one with the, the podcasting friends, friends with benefits or whatever it was called. Oh, faking with benefits. Faking with benefits. Okay, there yeah. it is. Now that was contemporary. And I honestly was all out shocked that I liked that book because I just, I don't usually tend to go for contemporary romance type books. Mm-hmm. So Another reason why I thought this would be a much better choice for me. But I was honestly, with that one, I was shocked that I liked mm-hmm. it. Honestly. So, I don't know. So, I guess there's hope out there for the right contemporary romance. But yeah, it's far and in between. And that's okay. You know what you like. You're going to keep reading what you like. And that's mm-hmm. what we're here for is to read books that we like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I want to talk about the narrators oh, right yeah, quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Like I said, there were one, two, three, four, five narrators. That's a lot of narrators. Did they? It is. And to be honest, I couldn't tell them all apart. Obviously, I could tell the women from the men. Mm -hmm. But it started getting kind of similar to me after a while. Mm -hmm. So, like, Peter Pan's voice wasn't distinct enough from... Cass's voice or Bash's voice. It wasn't distinct enough separation and it started to sound similar. Same with the women. I feel like they they could have done this book with two narrators, a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, they needed some accents or some different pitches or something. You know what I mean? They all kind of sounded the all same. All the men kind of melded together and all the women kind of melded together. So who was the second female voice? So there was, oh, maybe, no, Stella Hunter was the first one, and Roxy Isles was the second one. So was one Winnie and one Cherry, or, but Cherry didn't have a point of view. You know, it doesn't show assignments, so I'm going to guess, yes, Cherry did have a different voice. So maybe one was Cherry. She definitely had a slightly more poppy, poppy light voice, you know, (laughs) so maybe one was Cherry. 
Um, and one was Winnie, I'm assuming. That makes sense. Those two were kind of different. But again, one person, I've read or listened to audiobooks where one person has drastically different voices. Oh, yeah. So that could have been one narrator. Um, so there were three men, Shane East, Dante Black, Curtis Michael Holland. And I might have said that oddly in the intro. I don't know if Curtis Michael Holland sounded like one name or two names when I said it. <laughs> anyway, um, I I think that those were, one was Peter, mm-hmm. one was Bash, and probably the other was, um, what's his fa- name? There's I forgot Cass and Vane, though. Cass, that's it. What was Vane? Did Vane? Right. So one of them did two men, because okay. there's not four. Yeah, that, right? that was So my one of them question. did two. And I wish they would assign roles. Mm-hmm. That would help me. Like if they said Stella Hunter plays yeah. Winnie, Shane East as this and that, but they didn't do that. So it's hard to tell and it starts to get all muddled mm-hmm. together. And then you know? we jumped around points of view a lot. Like we also had uh, the Brownies point of view at one point. Mm-hmm. And so one of the women or one of the men or two of the men were doing double mm-hmm. duty. Uh, I don't know. So was it just one person per chapter or were they like the actual dialogue changed with every? Uh -uh. No, it wasn't done like full cast. Full cast is where each section is like Mm -hmm. a different person, but this was by chapter. So if the chapter heading said Winnie, it was all in Winnie's voice, even though she would do some men, you know, Mm -hmm. lower her octaves for the the man talking right for the dialogue. Um, and same for the men um, when they were in their own chapters. But they did do women mm-hmm. and men in their own <laughs> chapters. <laughs> I feel like if you have five narrators, but you're only doing the chapters, that would get annoying. Like at that point, if you have the five narrators, just get them together in a round table and like have everybody do their own dialogue. See, this is the thing, though. That's the difference between an audiobook and an audio production. Because I feel like in an audiobook, they did that purposefully to tell the indicator, we are changing point of views. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. we have changed because the voice has changed, you know. Mm-hmm. But if they're all reading all of their parts for the whole book, it really starts to get lost and you can't tell whose perspective it is. I mean, if they're just doing the dialogue, because it was all still first person. So like in Winnie's chapter, it could have been from her, but the men could have done their own dialogue. They could have. That's what I would have wanted. But but. then what happens? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I'm just kind of reading a page. Yeah, I guess it could have gone that way. But that is a lot more expensive and difficult to do. Yeah, that's a lot. Like from a producer standpoint, the editor standpoint, that's a lot more work Mm -hmm. to do it that way. A lot more expensive. There are some books that do that. And I know like from talking to authors that cost over $10,000 to do. So like mm-hmm. you have to be really, really dedicated to do it. But I know people who do it with, you know, they have the two narrators, the man and the woman, and then, you know, yeah. you do the dialogue in between. And, you know, sometimes on the full cast ones, not to get totally off subject, but you'll have like some extra music in there. Mm-hmm. You might have some sound effects in there mm-hmm. and it is a production. It's like, wow, you're really in it (laughs) like a like you know a movie Mm -hmm. or something it feels like you're listening to a movie or something it gets so intense sometimes um which i love it's a different experience though than just an audiobook yeah oh yeah yeah so but i think that the deep voices that they had for the men was like ooh, 
It was nice. <laughs> nice voices. <laughs> Makes it a little bit sexier when you have a nice deep tenor voice, mm-hmm. you know, or bass like voice. So yeah, good job with that. <laughs> Even though I started to not be able to tell who's who, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all I had on the audiobook comments. Um and I did listen faster on the audiobook too. Mm-hmm. Just I think I listened at like 1.5 or one 1.75. Either one point I think I listened at both of those speeds mm-hmm. and I ended up going down to 1.5. Okay. So that's important for us audio listeners. Yes. We know. <laughs> yes, beat up those voices, man. <laughs> Anything else before we rate it? No. It was a good story. Okay. Short and sweet and sexy and violent. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Check, check. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day with a black heart. There yes. you go. Casey, why don't you go first with your rating? I'll give it a four star. Like I said, it was short and sweet and sexy and violent, and it was interesting. And I will probably read the second someday. Like, I'm not jumping to go get it right now and binge the whole thing. But, like, I'm curious. Also, I want to know if I'm right or if you're right. I know. Okay, bet. So I originally gave it four stars when I first finished, but after it sat sat with me for a little while, I changed it to three stars. I feel like it was a really good entry to start, Mm -hmm. and I will read the others, but like I paid for these on Kindle and Audible, Audible, so I could have the add-on for a cheaper price instead of spending a credit on Mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, I want to know more, but I'm not going to pay that again. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm waiting until um, it comes out later this month on Scribd, where I have a subscription. So I can binge the last two books on Scribd at the end of the month. So I too will finish, but not right away. It's going to be a couple of weeks before I finish, but I'm fully going to finish. And um, who knows? Maybe two and three will get four stars. I don't know. But But it was a solid start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm invested. I want to know. I don't really care who Wendy ends up with because it'll be all of them. But I want to <laughs> know the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's she's going to take on all four of them and she'll have fun with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think actually this, though, this was also my first time reading anything by um, Nikki St. Crow. Oh, yeah. This was my first time reading anything by her. I had no idea what to expect. And it was a solid yeah. book. Like, I'm I'm excited. I might check out some of her other stuff. Same. Once I finish with this, depending on how it ends, if I'm satisfied and happy, then I'll probably read more by her. Because mm. all of her stuff looks to be kind of in that genre realm mm-hmm. that I like, you know? So, and I do love a good retelling, especially when it's original. It feels original. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah. So, all good stuff. Okay, I think we're done. What do you think? I think we're done. All right, this is this has been a success. TikTok did not do us dirty this time. Woohoo! Thank God for TikTok. Yes, thanks, book talkers. Yes, good job on this one. Um, so stay tuned. We'll have more, more of these mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yes. You know how we do talking trash or praising. <laughs> Who knows what's going <laughs> to happen? You never know until you tune in. And of course, don't forget, you can always join us in book clubs. So join us on the book clubs app. And you can mm-hmm. even talk about books and other things with us on Discord. But you need to be in the book clubs app to join on Discord. So hopefully yes. we'll see you there. And if that's not your thing, no worries. We'll be right here again on the podcast. And we'll talk to you later. All right, you guys, take care of yourselves. Bye, everybody.
If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to show your support, there are a few things you can do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive five-star review or like this episode on your favorite podcast player. It seems so simple, but it really helps me out. You can share this podcast with other book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. You can also join the Shelf Addiction Patreon family. For as little as $2 a month, you will help us produce even more awesome content for your ears. You can also consider joining the Shelf Addiction official Facebook group where we talk all things bookish and more in a safe space. The Shelf Addiction podcast is a part of the Nerdy Maven Network. You can also reach us via email at info at shelfaddiction.com. Thank you for listening.